and it happened pretty quickly online that I started making money within about a month of getting started. Um, within six months, I discovered my first big breakthrough, which was I watched the first six months of an online business. What I was watching was, was like each month my income was increasing. We're talking, you know, I replaced my job real quick because I was just a little Caesar's delivery driver. That didn't take very long to replace. We're talking in the first month or two. I replaced the job income online. And then six months in, what the discovery I was was I watched as my email list grew each month, so did my income. And I mean, they were going like side by side with each other. As my list grew, so did my income. And that was like my big breakthrough online. And we're not even talking like all the other spawners and things like we have today. The Doberman Dan Show. The Doberman Dan Show. For renegade entrepreneurs. Get ready for the uncensored, nothing held back, no BS reality of how business and life really work. Leave the sheeple to their lives of quiet desperation and get ready to experience an, an exhilarating, exhilarating life of, of unbridled, unbridled freedom. freedom. Now prepare yourself because Doberman Dan's off the leash. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Doberman Dan Show for renegade entrepreneurs. If if there ever was a renegade, the, the, the proverbial renegade entrepreneur, I've got him uh, on the line with me today, Mr. Terry Dean. How you doing, Terry? I'm doing good. Glad to be here and glad to be talking to other entrepreneurs. Well, thanks for, thanks for doing this, Terry. You are, uh, in fact, if, probably if we opened the dictionary, if there was an entry for renegade entrepreneur, your picture would be there. Even though I, you look so young and you are young, um, you are often referred to as one of the grandfathers of internet marketing. You were a trendsetter. You were one of the first people to make this media work back when it was wasn't really even uh, that viable of a media. I mean, I, I mean, we're talking about. Uh, the wild wild west days and um and 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 so you were one of the pioneers of online marketing and and if you just want to like take us from how you got into that to, to tell tell everybody a little bit about your background because you have an interesting background that that led you to uh online marketing and now and now being a business coach well, I got started way back, as you said, in the wild, wild west days of the internet, which was 1996. So we're talking um, many, many moons ago. Um, I started as a youngling, and uh, now I'm 40 years old at the point that we're doing this interview. So I'm beginning to get older. And as you've said, I've been referred to as a grandfather of internet marketing, which makes me feel even older. Yeah, like you, you still look like a kid, so that the title doesn't really fit, but... Uh... <laughs> When I came online, the main reason was before I came online, I was broke. Okay, let's just, just get down to the simple point of it. Um, some people will tell you that they get in business and it wasn't about the money. Well, for me in the very beginning, it was about the money because I didn't have any. I was in debt and I had um, was delivering pizzas for a living for eight bucks an hour for Little Caesars. That when even that job wasn't one I had for a long time. I had basically bounced from one dead end job to an, to the next, um, including such things as signing up people for credit cards in front of Sears, um, selling satellite dishes door to door, which was my shortest job of all time because <laughs> I never actually had a sale of a satellite dish door to door. Um, and up to then, I had tried a lot of things. I had tried to do like um, business opportunities by direct mail. I had tried a lot of network marketing companies. And some of the debts that we had were me buying these network marketing companies that were stacked up in the basement. Um, and I came online. It was funny. I went out and bought on a credit card. Yeah, you go. It was over at Best Buy. Bought a Pentium 75, which is a dinosaur. And it cost like $2,500 at the time for the computer monitor. That was the first PC I had ever owned. I had owned a Commodore 64 when I was a kid. But this was my first PC that I basically trained myself to use over the first couple of months of you know learning to, to use a computer. 
And I heard, you know, it was all because I heard some rumors that people were succeeding online. And I said to myself, you know, this is something that I believe that I can do online because my big weakness was I was not a salesperson. We're talking selling satellite dishes door to door with a grand total of zero. You know, network marketing that I didn't sign up, distributors, direct mail that didn't sell. So I said, you know, I come online. This is something I can do because it isn't going to be based on my sales abilities. And I first got started. My first start online was I got a hold of some VHS type videos. Uh, we're talking, um, we're, see, we're again revealing the age here. Yeah. VHS videos <laughs> of self-help type videos, which I licensed so that I could sell. You know, we're talking self-help type videos. And then I also picked up training materials from um, like the low cost stuff that Jay Abraham sold and some of the stuff that Gary Halbert had sold, uh, like their introductory stuff, because I couldn't afford their big stuff. And I started going through it. And my mentality at the time was what would work that they taught? What could I use online? And, you know, what wouldn't work? And so at that point in time, I just started failing my way to success, which was try everything until we discover what works. And that's what I was doing in 1996. And it happened pretty quickly online that I started making money within about a month of getting started. Um, within six months, I discovered my first big breakthrough, which was I watched the first six months of an online business. What I was watching was like each month my income was increasing. We're talking, you know, I replaced my job real quick because it was just a little Caesar's delivery driver. That didn't take very long to replace. We're talking in the first month or two. I replaced the job income online. And then six months in, what the discovery I was was I watched and um, it's really good for me that it you know went like this or else I might have never noticed it. But as my email list grew each month, so did my income. And I mean, they were going like side by side with each other. As my list grew, so did my income. And that was like my big breakthrough online. And we're not even talking like all the other responders and things like we have today. Back then, I had like a merchant account that we had to take orders and process them offline with the merchant account. And my email list was actually some software that um, just like had emails that you sent out from your own computer. Okay, that's what we're talking about back then, not an autoresponder system. And that's how I got started. And my income was directly proportional to the size of my email list. And basically six months in, I was like, hmm, I put two to two together and started concentrating a lot more on the email list. And my income kept growing right along with it. And that's really my starting point way back then. And about you know a couple of years in, it's about two years of being successful online, being full-time online, where I started teaching other people what I had been doing. After that, you know, first of all, about you having the breakthrough, the the the, the bigger the email list grew, the the more money you made. I'm I'm there's people that are probably like saying, well, duh. But you know, back in '96, that was a pretty revolutionary thing. I I mean. I had I I against my will I I told the guy it was a waste of time. A, a friend of mine said, "Yeah, I had a mail order business at the time." A friend of mine said, "Man, we need to get you online." And this was about the end of '96. And I and I told him, "Nah, it's a waste of time." I mean, you know, I don't. I, he said, "Look, I'll do it for you free." So I had this really ghetto looking website, and you know, it would take orders, but all that would happen is the info. <laughs> This would like be so not allowed nowadays. The info would just come via email, and then I'd have to like hand enter, you know, the credit card info on the merchant account and stuff. And and so there was no Aweber, there was no email collection system. I never, you know, I never emailed these people after they bought. Never thought of that. Um, it just people didn't do that back then. There, in fact, there weren't even really tools to do it. There weren't, you know, so I was in the same boat as you with um, taking orders and then processing them by hand offline. That's yeah. what we kind of did in the in the old days, but we had to walk uphill both ways. That's what we were doing. This was, and, and, and this was when, like, CompuServe was still, like, you had to be on CompuServe or AOL. You know, those, those guys were still around. I, it's kind of funny, but... A lot of people listening to this interview will, will think we're like dinosaurs. Well, let's move forward to today. So we went through all this, and I'll, I'll do a real quick skim over things. I started teaching people about two years after I did it. 
because people kept asking me, dude, how are you making a full-time living online? That was just like an obvious you know, question. So I started teaching it at that point, about two years into it. And you know, I built up my business. And that first business, I actually sold off in 2004 and retired for about a year and a half. Okay, and that's pretty nice when you're 30 years old to take Heck some yeah. time, you know, completely off, not do anything for a whole year and a half. But I'm, I got bored. Okay, so I wouldn't recommend that for people to think that they're just going to retire and not do anything. I'll tell you, you know, what I do now is what people need to think about for retirement, which is something that you build a business that you control. You work with people you want, when you want, you know, with whom you want, you know, earning pretty much whatever you want. <laughs> that's what I do now. Okay. And um, that's totally different. I came back and basically started my uh, coaching business for entrepreneurs in 2006. And since then, I've been working with people in all different niches. And I think that's really something I can give to people listening on this is it's not just my own business that I've looked at, but I've worked with now hundreds of entrepreneurs one-on-one in every niche you can imagine. Yeah, you get get results from not just your you know, your particular business or your particular niche, now you're getting results and you're seeing the results of a a variety of tests from a a variety of media and a, and a a whole big variety of niches. Um, so, so yeah, you get to see what's working in a bunch of different places. And and I love that because I think probably my biggest drive is curiosity. I want to see what works from the very beginning when I started my business. I wanted to see what worked and what didn't. And today it's the same thing. I want to see what works, what doesn't. And working with clients, I get to see all these test results all the time. We get to see what's working and what's not working and all the crap that's being published out in the internet marketing field. <laughs> that, you know, if you actually take most internet marketing crap, which is what we're going to call it from now on, um, we'll just call it the internet marketing crap. That is uh, people. You know, do one test one time, and then they publish a product about the, this discovery. Yes, this amazing breakthrough discovery. I, the the first thing that comes to mind uh, is the Belcher button. I remember when the Belcher button was the big thing. All of a sudden, you know, they allegedly did a test, and this certain button, certain color button, was the, the had the best conversion, and so then. Everybody and their brother had the Belcher button on the site. I mean, they didn't even bother to test it themselves. They just took took it and it took the dude at his word and put it on his on their sites. Yeah, and you you hear all kinds of people talking about testing in our market, and the reality is, very few people really even test at all. And when they do, they um. But then the reason is is because it's actually a lot of work to test, and unless you have a lot of traffic coming in. It takes a long time to see real results come in from the traffic. Like, give me here's a quick tip. Let's just throw this in for everybody listening to this. I found this that if you're going to test something new on your website, I often will um, almost disregard the first couple of days of the test. Okay, mm-hmm. so unless you have insane traffic coming to the site, I'm just saying I'm almost disregard the first couple of days because the new test um, almost always wins in the beginning. Right. All right. The reason is is because it's something different. Your email subscribers hadn't seen it before. People might have been searching on Google. They've hit your page before. All of a sudden, they hit your page, and they see something new, and it grabs the attention of people it didn't grab before. So there's like a little bump for whatever you're testing new at least the first couple of days. And you have to watch out for that before you declare a winner. I, I, have, fallen, I have fallen victim to that. Um, I get, got so excited about I hired a copywriter to – to beat the the piece I had written for one of my supplement businesses, I was so excited the first three days because it looked like it was the hands down winner, <laughs> and I was actually just going to turn off the other the ad that I'd written. And thank goodness I waited. It was my ego actually that <laughs> that made me wait. I just like like I couldn't believe somebody beat my control. You know, this was my niche. I you know I'm the expert in this niche, and I'm. I'm glad I waited because it wasn't that that wasn't that much longer until it turned out that it was quite the opposite. He didn't he didn't even come close to beating me. But yeah, I've 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 fallen prey to that. So that's something to watch out for when everybody talks about testing. Here's something else to think about. Um, no matter what type of advertising you're doing, okay, this is for anything. This is just like a you know, this is how you put rocket fuel in your advertising is you add remarketing to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Remarketing means any of the networks such as um, Perfect Audience. Um, Google AdWords has a section you can do remarketing and also um, AdRoll. Perfect Audience is one of the easier ones to get started with. Um, there's like a bunch of remarketing networks that you can use, but you're going to want to find that any type of paid advertising you're using, you're going to want to use some form of remarketing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you're using remarketing, that simply means that we're going to code our visitors who came to our site. We're going to code them based on what pages they're on. So we might code people who land on our landing page and we might separately code people who opt in or people who buy the first product from us. We code them separately. So we have two different you know, at least two different remarketing lists here. And then we're going to follow up on these people with different types of ads. So you'll find sometimes that let's just say we tested two radically different headlines and this one over here just beat that one by a little bit. Well, when remarketing, I'd want to use both of them. Okay. Because I'm going to be bringing people back to my sites multiple times. And those two different, totally different headlines that both worked might both be profitable running in the in the market remarketing campaign. Matter of fact, they probably will be profitable. Another example: an email. I get people on lists, and we're going to follow up on them by email. We're going to keep driving them back to our website. Well, you're going to find that often doing a video sales piece. Okay, so we do a video sales letter, mm -hmm. and it produces really well. And maybe it wins over the text sales letter. But in my email follow-up series, I'm likely going to want to take people to both of those at some point. I'm going to want to take people to the video sales letter on one of the emails. Another one of the emails, I might take them to the text sales letter because each of those is going to pull out different crowds. Gotcha. Whereas if you just keep sending them to the same thing, there's some people who are just simply not going to watch the, the, the are not going to respond to the video. Ever. Vice versa. There's people who are going to respond, um, are only going to respond to the video. So, and that that's, that's one of the reasons I still like going for the opt-in and building opt-in email addresses is um, I'll collect people onto an email list because it gives me multiple chances to make the sale. And I'm going to come at you multiple different ways to make the sale. <laughs> now, we were we were just talking about this before I hit the record button. Um, let's, let's talk about the models that you're seeing that are working best right now. I mean, we talked about... Um, you know, to, to, to get an email, um, uh, we, we talked about instead of, you know, like offering some 40 video series freebie thing, we talked about the initial freebie bait piece, for lack of a better word, something much shorter, which immediately leads to a low cost item. How's that working versus the people who are driving traffic immediately to the low cost item and bypassing the opt-in. What, what are your thoughts on that? It depends on the type of traffic source you're using. Okay. For example, um, with Facebook tra traffic, when you're advertising on Facebook and I have a lot of clients who use Facebook advertising, I love Facebook advertisers for somebody who's just getting started and they don't know what kind of ad source to use. If you're able to find precise audiences on Facebook, even if it's not a big audience, Facebook is often where I like to start because they're easier and the rules are easier than like Bing or Google are to get started with. So with Facebook, I usually drive to the opt-in first because we've had a lot of trouble converting even into a low ticket sale right off the beginning with Facebook traffic. So we will usually go right into an opt-in. We'll give away a simple gift, which could be like a simple short video giveaway. It could be a simple short free report that just helps people get results. And then we immediately go for a sale right after the opt-in, you know, with whatever we're selling. Um, that is normal for Facebook. If we go with like Bing or AdWords advertising, um, it kind of, we've tested back and forth and it really depends on the business and what we're selling and how low cost we're going and whether people are ready to buy or not. So what you might find, and this is probably the case that most people listening here is if you're advertising on Bing or AdWords, it's going to depend on the keyword. So if you're advertising on keywords of people who are ready to buy, you know, I'll take some random thing out here. You're selling, you know, a, um, oh, let's say you're selling hiking boots. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll just take something strange. You're hiking boots. People are searching for hiking boots. Well, they probably don't want a free report about hiking boots. <laughs> if they're searching for hiking boots, they want to buy the stupid hiking boots. Okay. So we're going to sell them what they're looking for. But we might also find that in our, all of our AdWords advertising, there might be some keywords that they're still in an information gathering phase. And in that case, we'd be better off going for the opt-in first. So it depends on where the customer is. 
in the process. So it's not a simple, hey, here it is, do the opt-in first or do the sell process. Um, if we're doing, if we'll take another example of traffic, let's say that we're using affiliate traffic or joint venture endorsed traffic. A lot of times with that, if we're doing something that's low cost that we're selling, we probably can go directly for the sale because we have so much more credibility from the endorsement. That's big giving to us. Right. Okay. That makes sense. What, I'm curious, what are some of your pet peeves about online marketers in general or, um, or it could be anything, even the, like we were talking about most of the internet marketing stuff is crap. Um, what, what do you, I'm just curious, what are some of your pet peeves about that? Okay. Let's, let, we'll go through a couple of them real quick. Um, here's a big one. And I, the only, the reason people do this is because this is what the market wants. Okay. And that is the pet peeve of selling people a packaged business opportunity of just buy this for $10 and just do a strategy that's all by itself. Okay, what, what I mean by that? Well, you'll find a lot of offers out there, again, a lot of low-cost offers, that just say, hey, um, buy this product and do solo ads for your business. Okay, maybe it's a whole list of places you can run solo ads. But what they don't tell you is the fact that the solo ads that they're giving you only work if you're building a list to sell solo ads to other people. <laughs> so it's just an incestuous business opportunity in that case because they're selling you a manual on where to run solo ads and you're going to find that if you run the solo ads where they told you, the only thing that you're going to do is add a bunch of freebie seekers who want to buy solo ads for them. <laughs> okay, So it's like an incestuous business selling the same thing to the same people um, all throughout the business or, again, very low-cost software that – you know, the people sell for a product launch in the software and then never support again. So the software is sold for like a 30-day launch period. But as soon as the launch is over, they like forget about it and go on to the next thing. And your software is now not good anymore. As soon as something updates, software sucks and you can't use it anymore. That's another thing you see. People have such a short-term mentality in this business of instead of thinking about a long-term business and that causes a second element, which you and I have discussed before. We haven't discussed it on here yet, but that is everyone in this business feels overwhelmed. Okay, Everyone has that feeling of overwhelm that's pushing on them, and it's because of this. And I took it from you before. The BSOs in the market, which is the bright, shiny objects, are constantly around us, overwhelming us because there's so many different things you could be doing. And Anywhere that you turn, any email that you look at, somebody's going to be selling you something different. And all of these are just overwhelming items that you don't need to do. Okay, like if I started talking about traffic, I could tell you that, you know, if we want to do traffic, hey, we could run a YouTube system, we could run blogging, hey, we could run Facebook, we could run Facebook ads, we could run Bing, we could run AdWords ads, we could run CPV traffic, we can do all these different options. But you can't do all those different options. No. What you, what you have to do is you have to zero in, if we're talking about traffic, you want to zero in on one option and master that one option for now. Okay? So that means for my clients, generally, we either go for Facebook ads or we go for Bing ads first. And if we go to Bing ads, we're going to go to AdWords also afterwards. Bing is just a little bit more, how we say this, they're a little bit more friendly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not super friendly, but they're more friendly than AdWords. So we'll often start there. But it means we start in one of those two sources. We don't even start in both of those at once because that would be because they're too different. So you start with one ad source, get good at it, and drive traffic into one funnel that you optimize, and you make your money. So that's something that kind of annoys me is people aren't thinking about a whole system together. And that means everybody's like constantly overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even advanced guys, even uh, me at times. Like, you know, another problem I, I found, and it's not just me, is, uh, you know, I became a junkie initially for copywriting information and books and then courses and stuff like that. And then, of course, when all the guys started coming out with internet marketing stuff, led to buying this stuff. And, and I know people who buy it all. I mean, literally, like, they're on every launch list and every new 
BSO, bright, shiny object that comes out. They buy it all, but it's almost used. It's not almost. Let's just, you know, uh, call tell it like it is. The buying of the information and the going through this information is the excuse for not taking action. It is, um, but it's because, you know what it is? It's that idea that comes along with it that there's an easier way. Yes. That there's a shortcut to what I'm doing. This has got to be easier. Okay. And you're going to constantly think that, you know, that there's got to be an easier way. And I don't get the message. Okay. I'm actually doing a webinar coming up this Friday for my members of my club. And in it, I'm comparing internet marketing to going to college. And if you think about it, when you go to college, um, somebody goes to college now, I mean, some of them probably want it to be easy, but they don't think it's going to be cheap and quick to go to college. Okay. They don't. We know it's going to take you four years. <laughs> That's if you're a good student. <laughs> okay. That's right. okay. And you're going to spend, let's see, I actually have numbers here for the 2013, 2014 academic year average um, for a state college is $22,826 per year. For a private college, the average is $44,750 per year. Okay, those are actual numbers from this past year of how much you're going to spend per year to go to a college. Wow. And, you know, after four years of that, after four years of spending your $45,000 a year, you're then going to be qualified to get a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, if you went in the right subjects. Um, you'll be qualified to get a job. If you went for the wrong subjects, you're still not qualified for a job. That's but, right. Or, or if you're lucky, you you are qualified to to make coffee at Starbucks for eight bucks an eight bucks an hour. And so, for your forty five thousand dollars a year, you're then qualified to get a job to make other people rich. Okay, after four years of training. Yet, and and you know the whole world basically promotes that. And it's a good thing, okay? Training yourself, educating yourself is a good thing. But then people come online and they, for some, I don't know why, maybe it's the idiots that are teaching them, but for some reason they think that they're going to come online and make $10,000 by next week, even though they've got $50 in their pocket. Right. And, and that their training, that their learning curve to do that is going to be them reading, uh, you know, whatever, a 40 page ebook or watching, you know, five online videos that they paid 500 yes. bucks for. And this is a business. Okay. You would be angry. At least you should be angry if you went to the college and they gave you a 40 page ebook. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Because there's a lot of stuff you have to learn. And the truth is on online business, there's a lot of stuff we have to learn also, but it needs to be a system that you learn one step by you know, by the next, I have coaching clients. Okay. And with them, um, a, there's a couple of them that every product launch, just like you mentioned, they must be on everybody's list also. And I tell them to get off it, but they don't listen. Um, and I wish I could go delete it off their computer, but I can't, <laughs> that's not allowed, <laughs> um, but they're on every launch list. And so that, you know, somebody comes out with a new offer and they'll ask me, should I buy this? And my response is always the same about whether you should buy it or not is what they're teaching currently in the next six, you know, next 60 days of our plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Other words, if we decided that they're doing Facebook advertising and that's what they're learning, that's what they're optimizing. Then if the launch is about Facebook advertising, then my answer is usually yes. Yes, you can buy this. If the launch is about anything else, then the answer is no, you shouldn't buy it because it becomes a distraction. That's right. It gets you off on a, on a tangent. You know, so you stay with whatever the plan is. You keep it in front of your eyes. You follow it. And I'm really going to say at this point in time, this is tough for me to say because I didn't have this starting out. When I started out, um, I did things on my own. I did not have a direct mentor or coach. But I'm going to say that right now, the way things are and all the distractions and all the overwhelm, I think everyone pretty much either has to have a one-on-one -on -one coach or a mastermind group. If you do not have a one-on-one -on -one coach or a mastermind group, you're going to get off track because the hardest thing – people always come to me and they, they say, you know, is it harder today than when it was when I first got started? And my answer is, is, was used to be no. But now I'm going to agree and say, yes, it is harder today, but it's not because of more competition because you know we have so many tools today 
business is actually easier today than it used to because of all the tools we have. Yes, we have more competition, but we have a whole lot more customers. That's right. You know, so it's not harder from that standpoint. The only thing that makes it harder today is distraction. Okay, that is making it harder for people because there's so much distraction. There's so much noise out there. You cannot stay focused. And the only way to succeed in any business is to have a vision, you know, sit down, write like a one page business plan of what you're doing, where you're going, who your customer is. You know, we want to write down who your customer is. That's first and most important. Everybody's like, I have this product. How do I sell it? That's the wrong question. I want you to say, I found a customer. What do I sell him? Okay, that's what we want to do. So we, we found a customer. Everything you know about your customer, how we're going to reach this customer, and what's the funnel of what we're going to sell them. Just give me one page. That's what you want. Anything that's not on that page is not allowed. Right. All right. And when I'm coaching clients, I'm constantly doing that. You know, by the end of each session, I'm asking, what is it you're going to accomplish in the next two weeks? What is it you're going to get done? You know, what's, what's the first focus? What's the second priority? Because two weeks from now, when we start our call, I'm going to ask you if you did that. I don't say that on the phone, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask, did they do that? Mm hmm. You know, within the two weeks. And it's fun. You have some that are very active and they'll get it done by the next day. And then you'll have other clients who will get it done the day before we talk because they know I'm going to ask them about that. That's it becomes right. a motivation to get it done. Irregardless, they're getting it done and they're staying focused on that. So that's the reason I say that pretty much today, everybody needs either a coach or a mastermind group who can hold you accountable for what you should be doing and keep you on track and give you a little bit of a slap whenever you get off track. Because you're gonna, because you're gonna get distracted. Sorry, but you are. It's true. I, I, <clears throat> everybody needs. <clears throat> it's funny, even even coaches that I know have coaches, but because we all suffer from this. I mean, I'm, I'm always like getting distracted by thinking, oh, well, wow, okay, this looks. I could do something with this, you know, and it gets me off the the plan that I'm on. And I, you know, of course, you've been coaching people a whole lot longer than I have. So uh, I just recently started a coaching program. So I'm always picking your brain about this stuff because I, uh, you know, I'm I'm learning from you uh, the best way to coach people. But I um, read two questions. Um, from a, a book written by, doc, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to forget his first name. Doc, Dr. Gol Golson is his name in the, in the, and, uh, the book is called just listen. And, uh, I like asking my coaching clients this because it's interesting to, to hear their answers. I mean, this is what I want personally. This is what I need personally to keep me on track. I was, I like to ask him, you know, before we decide to work together, I, I, I will, I'd like to ask you these two questions. Do I have your permission to intervene and protect you from anything or anyone that might harm your financial or personal future? And that includes yourself. <laughs> if you yourself are going to do something that's going to harm your business or your personal future, do I have your permission to intervene and protect you from, from that? And the second question is, in the event that I'm going to need to prevent or, and or stop you from making a hasty or a stupid decision that I am convinced or I know from experience you're going to regret, how do you prefer that I do that? I mean, do you, do you prefer that I show up at your house, pound on your door, you know, by telephone, by email? Do you prefer I uh, do it diplomatically as a strong suggestion? Or do you prefer the, you know, the, 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 the Doberman Dan drill sergeant kind of character and done firmly and adamantly? Which, which do you prefer? And, and it's interesting to hear the, the responses because... Um, if they don't want that, then more than likely that's not a client that I can work with because it seems like the most important thing we can do as a coach is to keep people from overwhelm and then 
allowing the overwhelm to distract them so they're going 40 different directions and never accomplishing anything? It, that, that's a good question to ask. The funny thing is I've never asked a question like that. Um, I've always taken the approach that I am going to tell you when you're going down the wrong road. <laughs> I, I just am. And if we have a problem with that, um, then I only do month by month coaching anyway. So we can just be done with each other. <laughs> okay, if you're going to have a problem with that. Um, and it's funny. I looked. I started realizing that um, I'm tough on clients at times because of this. We need to keep them on focus. And, but I, I realized it because I was looking through my testimonials from clients. And three of my testimonials specifically used the word brutal in their um, testimonial for me. That I was brutal to them in helping them make money. Brutal on them. Yeah, that's uh, that's an accurate description. You're you're brutal with me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, oh, look, there's a trend here in my testimonials that I am the brutal coach. Um, thing. And that's and I actually started looking at that. It is like the drill sergeant type attitude that, you know, I'm going to like, no, you're not going to do that because that's not going to work. Um, but the real way to do it, here's the, here's the you know best way to do it. I only come out to that model when we have to be or when I know a client well. Um, like if I have a client and they've been with me for several years, I always joke that it takes too much time to beat around the bush. Mm -hmm. So like they'll send me over a website or something like this and I'll just be like, well, we need to fix this. <laughs> That's the response I'll have back for it um, because it takes too long to, to beat around the bush. I'm nicer with someone starting out with it. Right. Um, but still, we've got to tell the truth to it. We've got to give people the right direction of what works and what doesn't work. And um, I, I'll even say we need to do with what's brutal, brutal honesty of what's going to make us succeed. And this is a hard business, you know, an online. The reason it's hard, everyone, no one's going to tell you that it's hard, internet marketing. But the reason it's hard is because the focus we just talked about. You have to stay focused. You have to quit looking at all the distractions. And nobody else in your life is going to make you stay on track. So that's kind of the reason. If you're being paid as a coach, that's part of your job is to help them stay on track. So you have to follow that model. But here's a little trick I learned for coaching. And that is for the plans, you never want to come to, we'll say at the end of the call, and tell clients what they should do. Okay, Never, ever. What you want to do is you want to flip it around near the end of the call and ask clients, Okay, we just you might even do a, a synopsis because hopefully you've been taking a few notes while you've been talking here or you remember really well what you've been talking about here. You do a little synopsis. Okay, we talked about, you know, this, this and this today. And um, so which one are you going to make your number one priority? Mm -hmm. up, you know, you want to ask them what their priority is. Same thing that you don't ever want to give them goals for the business because their goals might be different than my goals. And it kind of shocked me at first when I saw people's different goals. Let me give you a good example. You know, if I gave you my goals, my goal for an internet business is to have a internet lifestyle business. Okay. That's my goal. And I define an internet lifestyle business as one that earns me good money. Okay. Pays all my bills. Um, saves a lot of extra money. Okay. I'm saving a lot of extra money. I'm paying all my bills. I've got more than enough to do whatever I want to do and to buy. But at the same time, it gives me the free time that I want, and I do the jobs that I love doing. That's right. a lifestyle business for me, okay? You're not working 14-hour days, seven days a week, and you're not nope. working with cl clients that you despise or don't want to work with. Like, you're part of my mastermind group, Dan, and you know that, like, if you send an email to me, have you ever received any, a response on Saturday? Yeah. No, never. No, no. <clears throat> now that I think about it, nor on a Sunday. Sunday's possible someday. <laughs> it could be possible someday, but you've never received a response on Saturday because it's part of, you know, I run a lifestyle business. But if I put that on every client, some clients, I have some clients who love to work. Okay. They love to work and they want to work the 12 hour days. So, you know, I might imprint on them that hey, you don't need $10 million this year. <laughs> Maybe you should take some time off somewhere. Right. That's not their goal. Okay, so their goal is to make the $10 million and work every day all the time. Well, it's not the same goal as me, so it's not my job to give them the goal. It's my job to ask them what their goal is and then hold them accountable to their goal that they said that they wanted. You know, And are we doing what they wanted to reach their goal? 
And so that's what we're doing as a coach is we're finding out what their goals are. And so I have clients who come to me with different purposes, like a different client. See, I just talked about, you know, one client here who his goal is might be to double his income this year. And he doesn't care how much he has to work to do it. And I've already successful business. I have another client that specifically came to me because his business was doing a net of about 20 grand a month. And he was working 80 hours a week and he didn't want that. He was like 50 pounds overweight. He um, was losing his health. He was starting to get a heart condition. He wasn't seeing his family or anything else. So his goal, he specifically told me when he started, his goal was to create more of a lifestyle business. Mm -hmm. Okay, He wanted to create a business that he didn't work more than 40 hours total in it. Well, over the next year, yes, it took us a year to do this. We took his business down to where he was only working about 20 hours a week. Okay, and his net was up around thirty thousand a month. So that's that's <laughs> nice. a totally that's a totally different goal. All right, his you know primary goal. So with that person, it wasn't me asking him. You know, how are your profits doing? Are we increasing the profits? We you know he increased his net profit over the year, but that wasn't the focus. The focus was to get his hours down, and we got him down eventually. The same guy because we've continued. He's continued to be a client in that original business. He probably doesn't spend more than five hours a month. In the original business he came for, and it's still probably at about thirty thousand dollars a month net profit. Wow. Okay, for that richest business, and now that he got so much free time, he started another business. <laughs> okay, so guess what? We're going to do the same thing over there. But his original goal at the very beginning is to build this business. So he's building this new business to make a lot of money first. It's taking hours, and then we're going to do the exact same process and cut his hours down in that business. You know, <clears throat> I, I I promised I I wouldn't wouldn't keep you more than an hour. So I'm going to ask one last question. The only problem with this question is <laughs> it's probably going to be, it's kind of probably going to be hard to answer because there's so many ways you could answer it, but you've helped so many people, um, grow their business. Well, you've helped people do things from, you know, growing an absolute empire, people who, who, um, you know, are, are making tens of millions of dollars. You've also helped people, um, you know, who were working too hard, cut their hours down and live more of the internet lifestyle business. Um, so if somebody came to you and they said, Hey, I'm a rookie. I, I like this idea of being a renegade entrepreneur and live in the internet lifestyle business you know, and, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe make uh, working 15, 20 hours a week and doing everything you just mentioned, you know, making enough, making enough money to, to, to cover the monthly bills, put some money in savings <clears throat> and enjoy life. You're not killing yourself working 14 hour days. Um, what would be your advice to them? I know that's a, such a broad question that, I may have uh, painted you in a corner, but I'm curious what your response would be. I would tell them that the first thing they need to do is to educate themselves about the right approach. Okay, and I'm I'm going to be self-serving. <laughs> they should they should join my monthly mentor club at the moment. Yeah, and please, I'm I'm a member of that, so um, give out the URL for that. The URL for that is just monthly mentor club com monthlymentorclub.com or I focus a lot on email so if someone wants to check out my email list and see how I do a totally different approach we didn't talk really about my approach on email here but I do a totally different approach on email than you'll see from just about anybody else and you could register for my email list over at mymarketingcoach.com mymarketingcoach.com to register for my email list and of course you're going to get a nice freebie plus you'll get to see exactly how I do email and it's quite a bit different than anything else I've seen in the internet marketing space. And that's all I'm going to leave you with on the curiosity for it. Um, but what I'm going to tell them to do is I would tell them to join my program, um, to look at the material I have in there called Starting from Scratch. There's a report in there called Starting from Scratch. And there's also a section in there, which is module one, that they get to on, on choosing a market. Okay. And I'm going to tell them that they shouldn't jump into the business too quickly. Now, they're going to hear a lot of people out there say, just take action. But that cliche of just take action is a stupid statement. Okay? Because if I get up and run around my house 10 times, that's taking action. Okay? <laughs> and it might help my, um, 
might help my heart and my lungs, but it's not going to do anything for my business. Okay, so just taking action isn't going to help. And, you know, going up and buying every course online is taking action too, but that's the wrong action. What you want to do is you want to start and um, come from the right standpoint, you know, spend the first month or two with an attitude of learning. Okay. And so say, here's what ends up happening. It's the funny thing. I know you've seen this and Dan, people will go out and they're like, buy every brand new course out there. And two years down the road, they're still buying brand new courses and they haven't started yet. That's right. You know, and for some reason they do all that while saying that um, they're taking action on it, but yet they're not doing anything. What I'm going to tell you is to, um, instead of running really fast in place, I want you to move slowly at first, which means join my program because you should give me money and <laughs> you're going to get the right advice and you're going to get a, a lot of advice from there. But start with those two things. Module one, start with starting from scratch and start going through them and educate yourself. Set yourself for like the first two months I'm going to study. Okay. And deadlines are very, very important. Give yourself a deadline. So I'm going to give myself two months to find my market and come up with the idea that I'm going to start with. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to give myself two months to do that. And then that means that in two months, you put a, something on your calendar that by this day, I will put up a website. Okay, by this day, I'm going to get started. I want you to do that from the very first day. And so put that out two months. You could even put it out three months if, that's, if you have very limited time to do your studying. Okay, so then you start, and then your goal in the very beginning is going to be to choose a market and you'll see what all I talk about there. Some of the things that you want to look at is you want to look at, you know, where do you have background skills? Um, what connections do you have? Um, who has experience in the market? What do you actually know? And because here's what ends up happening. This is sad. But most beginners go into a market and do business at a disadvantage. Okay. What I mean by that is they go into a business. Here's, here's where most beginners go. Most beginners say, you know what? They hear the statement. Um, you should follow your passion. I hate that statement too. That's right. a stupid. That's a stupid <laughs> cliche too, because you know your passion might be to sit on the couch watching football while eating Cheetos. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody in the world is going to give you money to follow your passion. I'm sitting there and watching um, <laughs> football, but I'm sure the Cheetos company will be happy with you. But you just not follow your passion, and since they hear, hey, you should follow your passion, they're like. Hmm, what am I passionate about? Well, I'm passionate about making money online. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's the market I'm going to go into. I'm going to go into the market of making money online. And that's called doing business at a disadvantage because you're going to be doing business against some of the, um, some very good marketers with 10 plus years of experience and large lists. Um, and you're going to be trying to compete with them. When you know nothing, that's, that's doing business at a disadvantage. Instead, you should think about what have I done? What job experience do I have? What do I know that other people don't know? Do I have any connections to products? Do I have any connections to experts? Because maybe you don't know anything. Okay, I'm going to accept the fact that maybe you know, some people out there say everybody has a book in them. Mm -hmm. And that's probably true. But we'll just say that the wrong end you don't have a book in you, okay? There's nothing in you, but you will have connections with somebody who does. Like everybody knows an expert at something. So That's you have right. a potential partner who could be, you know, somebody who could become a partner. So you might not have an expertise, but you have a friend who's, you know, a nurse who has helped all kinds of people with arthritis. Well, now we have a market as a possibility. What you would do at that point is you'd go through the materials and you start looking, hey, is this a market? Is there an arthritis market online that I can easily afford to go after? You notice at this point in time, I didn't say anything about creating the product. That's I said, right. we're going to think about the market first. Can I find a market? And then if I can find the market, a good way to look here is also like Amazon.com. There's a lot of ways we could look at the market, but let's just go over to Amazon. And on Amazon, we're going to do searches for best sellers. We're going to look to see what's, we'll look for arthritis. What books you're selling, what products are selling, what are people saying about these products? You can learn a lot of stuff about buyers just by going around Amazon. Then I'll jump over to Facebook and I'll, you know, go into the advertising section. I'm not even going to run an ad at this point, but they're going to make me put in some text just to go through the, you know, motions. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I want to go to see if I can find, you know, some precise audiences. 
about arthritis. I want to see if there's a market I can reach. You could do the same thing. You know, you have to sign up for Google AdWords, but you don't have to give them any money. And usually you can find some coupons out there for 50 bucks or whatever for when you do want to give them money. But you have to sign up for AdWords for free so that you can access their keyword tool to start looking for keywords. Are people searching for stuff about arthritis? And if they are, I'm then going to be searching in Google myself and see what advertisers are advertising about arthritis. You know, if that's the subject. And I'm just throwing something out that's something that you have an advantage. Right. We want something you have an advantage in. I mean, if your entire life is the, you know, you've had the, you, your entire life is a, you've been working, I don't know what you've been working at, you've been working as a salesman at a car lot, and you're a good salesperson at the car lot, you make a lot of sales, well, then that means you probably have an advantage if we talk to other car salespeople. And I'm going to go look to see if I can find them searching for stuff online. And then what are they already buying? So we, again, we think audience, what are they buying? You know, will they buy more of it? <laughs> Can I sell them more of this? That's, that's right. what we want. You know, we want to find an audience that's buying stuff, and that's what we're going to go after. And then we're going to build out a funnel to reach them. And as we just said, probably for somebody just starting out, a lot of times I would run, you know, for a beginner, I would run the opt-in first, then a low-cost product, and then the higher-ticket type items. Um, the reason being is um, you'll have a lot of leverage for the opt-in side to see if you're generating opt-ins or not, to see if there's interest. Because if you can't give away a freebie to the audience, you're not going to be able to sell something to them. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, so that gives you leverage you know, to see if there's any practice here. And the other thing it does, this is another reason I like the opt-in process, um, is I mentioned it earlier, if I get people to opt-in, I get multiple opportunities. And you'll see how I do that in my own list which you should go sign up for at mymarketingcoach.com. But it gives you multiple opportunities to make the sale with all different approaches, which means with an opt-in list, you don't have to be perfect. You know, if I put up a sales page, that sales page has to be pretty good. Yeah, you got because you only got sales. one shot and yeah, they're one gone. Shot. You, you know, your opt-in page you want to be good, but you're going to find the opt-in pages are much shorter. They're much more limited what we have to do. We just have to make a you know, strong enough promise that kind of fits stuff that they've been buying. Like if we went over to Amazon and found people were buying you know, books with certain titles, and we could come up with a similar title that we gave away for free, then we could probably get people to opt in. Once we get them to opt in, we get multiple tries. You know, and then we could figure out, hey, look, everybody opened this email. Nobody opened that email. Well, I'm not going to make a product about that you know, that's because they don't care about that. Okay, you get to see things like that, so you get more experience. You know, sorry, it seems kind of silly, but I'm, I look at all these things in my business. Like, I'll go through my email. I have an autoresponder sequences, and I'll go through. And I'll look at all the emails. I'll be like, "Hey, look, this message has a 45% open rate. That one got a 22. Well, if I just got 45 on this one, and I got a 42 on the one after it, and 22 on this one, nobody cares about this subject. Right. That one's, that one's moving somewhere else or being removed altogether. You know, we're gonna look at that kind of thing. Uh, because you're never going to be perfect, and this gives you opportunity to fail. And so this is where we're going to get started. And then the other big thing, every advertising that you use, and don't fall for, this, for the idea that, hey, you don't have to spend any money on advertising. You're going to get all this free advertising. You'll just waste time. I mean, you can either spend money or spend time, and I'd rather spend a small amount of money. Here's a little tip. Facebook, AdWords, Bing, they all have a thing called a daily budget. <laughs> Keep it low. Okay, keep it low. You can set a daily budget for five bucks if you want. You can set a daily budget for 10 bucks. Keep it low, lose very little money. Because when you first run an ad, you should assume that you're going to lose all the money. That's right. Okay? Just assume that I'm going to lose every money, every penny that I put in my daily budget for at least the first two weeks. So my first two weeks of daily budget, I've just lost, okay? But I'm losing it to learn. It's part of my education. And that's better education than buying a whole bunch of $2,000 courses because, let's just say, I set a $10 daily budget, two weeks, I just wasted $140, but it's not wasted. I educated myself. Exactly. What you, what you just did, you just invested $140 in buying results. Now, yes, they weren't the results that you wanted, but you got results, so now you know what needs to be tweaked and changed so you can get the results you want. Exactly. So make use of the daily budgets. And that's where you get started. I hope I answered your question. I kind of jumped all over the place to answer, but I hope that was the kind of answer you were looking for. That was that was great advice. And I'm so glad you covered, this is such a pet peeve of mine. I'm so glad you covered about all these 
uh, rookies or all these beginners, they get excited about, you know, living, be, be, being a renegade entrepreneur, living this internet lifestyle, you know, making a, making a good income, working online, working a few hours a week. And the first, uh, niche they go for is because the one it's the one they've been exposed to and buying products in and they think it's a good niche is selling products on how to make money online well i mean that's like i i, I still I, I just don't get it you know they they have no success in selling anything online but yet they think they're going to sell products on how to sell products online that's that's like me buying my first guitar i don't know how to play a lick and uh, I go put out a sign that I'm going to give guitar lessons. <laughs> yes, not going to work. You need to. Uh, it's, it's doing business at a disadvantage. An extreme disadvantage. And, um, and, and and like you said, now you're competing against some some guys with some really deep pockets who have a lot more experience. I know people who are in these t- tiny little niches um, well, well, that are just making a, a wonderful income. I mean, granted, they're not becoming Thurston Howell the third, but they're making a great income. And these tiny little niches that, you know, n- you know, have nothing to do with internet marketing or, or, or making money or anything. I, al- I almost went into the, believe it or not, the mini donkey niche. <laughs> <laughs> I lived on this farm uh, rented a place on this farm. This lady had many donkeys, and she was absolutely um, just insane for her many donkeys. She couldn't shut up about these many donkeys. And I, I and as I got to know them, they were actually pretty cool. They were they they were really affectionate, and they try to come in my house, and they would follow me around, and and I started doing some research on them, and. And there's just a niche of people who love these mini donkeys. And and since it's not a big niche, um, it would have been quite easy to dominate that little market and be the mini donkey king of info products. So, you know, that's great advice you gave about going through your stuff um, about researching niches. I think everybody... Really, everybody needs to sign up for your monthly mentor club. Every issue I get has usable information in it. Um, uh, what I what I have I have like three issues in my inbox right now of stuff that I need to implement immediately this month. Um, not an issue goes, but I forget how many years I've been a subscriber. At least three, maybe longer. Not not an issue goes by where I don't get something out of it that is is uh, immediately improves my business uh, it makes me more money or or improves my lifestyle lets me make more money uh working less so um g- give out the 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 two URLs again for that please to sign up for a freebie which specifically will help you with your email marketing, help you write better emails, and to see how I do email marketing quite a bit differently than other people that you've seen in the market, go over to mymarketingcoach.com. That's mymarketingcoach.com because I'm your marketing coach, so it's mymarketingcoach.com. And then the other one for my print newsletter that's monthly that comes with a whole slew of bonuses, especially to help you get started. But even if you're more advanced, you're going to see – I already told you, if you're a beginner, go for starting from scratch in the module one. If you're more advanced, then I recommend you go for the Fast Start Profits video. That's also inside of there, Fast Start Profits. Um, it's really good for intermediate to advanced because it's going to show you a quick system for improving the conversion of any website. But that's over at monthlymentorclub.com. It's monthlymentorclub.com. And either way, I'm going to help you get started, get on the right track, and ignore all the crap you see out there and see what really works online proven in hundreds of different niches. If I could, if, if, if this information would have existed when, when I got online, I mean, that's the information that I would have invested in. I've bought a bunch of internet marketing information and it's all crap. And, and Terry Dean is one of just literally a handful of people um, that I trust 
um, in his in his products, and that I trust, uh, you know, personally as as my coach and mastermind member. So anyway, I can't I can't recommend uh, Terry's information high enough. And Terry, I kept you longer than I told you I was going to keep you, so I better let you go. But thanks a lot for uh, joining me on the uh, on the podcast today. It was great. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Doberman Dan Show for Renegade Entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. And also make sure to head over to DobermanDan.com and subscribe to all the free tools, tactics, and secrets to help build your business quickly so you can experience the Renegade Entrepreneur lifestyle. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes where our guests reveal their best secrets for financial independence and living a completely free lifestyle.